one thing that will drain the happiness out of your marriage faster than just about anything is to compare your lives, meaning your your marriage, mm. your relationship, to the lives as of people as portrayed on social media. This week, Dr. Noelle Nelson shares the four things that can drain the happiness from a marriage. Stay tuned. The whole mission of Hitched is to help couples enjoy their marriage and live happily ever after. That's one of the reasons we have the Hitched Wine Club. We wanted to offer something that would be a reminder every month for couples to sit down, reconnect, and enjoy the company of one another. We have partnered with the fantastic Touring and Tasting who hand select the wines that will be delivered to your door each month. You can go to our website, hitchedmag.com, click on the Wine Club link, and check out the different club options available to you. Again, visit hitchmag.com and click the Wine Club link. Cheers. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the lovely, the brilliant Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Hello. Uh, Noelle is a relationship expert, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad. She is the author of many, many best-selling books. Uh, her most recent relationship books are Your Man is Wonderful and Dangerous Relationships. Her most recent book is Happy, Healthy, Dead, uh, and uh, kind of a spinoff of that is this group that she launched on Facebook called Meet the Amazings, and you can uh, find that at facebook.com slash meet the amazings, uh, and of course, you can go to noelnelson.com to find all this information, uh, and I can give you more information about that stuff at the very end of the episode. Uh, just know that if you want a shot of inspiration and motivation, you'll want to check out all of that stuff. Um, today we're going to talk, Noel, about, uh, four critical ways, uh, that you can drain the happiness out of your marriage without wanting or meaning to, um, marriages generally start out with a high happiness quotient, and usually they stay that way for a while, uh, you know, just through, uh, the momentum of courtship, the newness of it and so on, what's commonly referred to as the honeymoon period, but it isn't just the newness of each other fading away that leads to the decrease in marriage's happiness quotient. You say that spouses fall into certain behaviors without necessarily meaning to that uh, that have their consequence literally draining the happiness out of what was originally there. So what would you say is the first of those behaviors that start that drain? Well, first of all, I want to start, Steve, by saying that these are often unconscious. Okay. You, spouses don't do this stuff on purpose. They really don't. It it seems to occur because we aren't paying attention. And the first of those is to fail to be impressed by your beloved as you were when you were first together. Mm. You just stop noticing Oh, gosh, he's so good looking or she's so pretty or mm. wow, what a spiffy dresser you are or I'm so appreciative that you stay in good shape or whatever. All that that little stuff 
and some of it isn't so little. Some of it was was bigger stuff, like mm-hmm. the way they managed their finances or the way they managed to afford that new car when you were going, you've got to be joking, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But we fail to be impressed. Okay. This is a very close cousin to my my all-time favorite subject, as you well know, Steve, which is appreciation. Yeah. Right? And it, they're a little different because to be impressed is literally to stand back and go, wow. Kind of like we all did for the recent eclipse. Wow. So it's almost like a <laughs> comprehension of the appreciation. Beautiful way of putting it. Absolutely. It is. It is a, a comprehension, yes, of the appreciation, like digging it a little deeper, you know, mm-hmm. going, going a little further behind what's there when you say – I appreciate blah blah. Can I can I and jump, can in, I jump in a second? Of course. So um, I actually have a trick on this. So one oh, of the th- yeah one of the things that I love to do, and I find my I find it 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 keeps this um, being impressed top of mind for me. I like to brag about my wife to other people. Ah, and through that process. I get the – so even if it's not as impressive to me because I'm so comfortable with her being exceptional, um, I mm-hmm. see how impressed they become and that gives me a little bit of that energy back where I'm like, yeah, yes. that is awesome. You know, it's almost like you yes. might be a super athlete, but it's when you walk into the stadium and, you know, 50,000 people start cheering for you that you're like, not that I've ever experienced any of that. But I would imagine that it's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I am one of the greatest athletes on the planet. You know, right, right. And if I may expand on your very, very valuable tool is bragging about your spouse in front of other people Mm -hmm. and your spouse is even better Mm. because to say to your to your to your spouse got in private, you know, at home in private with just you and the kids say, gee, honey, you you sure serve up a wicked barbecue. Love it Mm -hmm. is one thing. But to say it in your backyard with your family and friends there and say, you know, he always makes this phenomenal barbecue. I have no idea how he does it, but I just love it. Mm-hmm. He's going to beam or she's going to beam depending on who's the one that flips the burgers. <laughs> and it has, that, it has the same kind of weight that you just mentioned, Steve, with the 50,000 people cheering at the stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. love it. And it really shows that you are impressed, not in a phony way. See, this is going to be another yeah. uh-huh. important piece to the puzzle, which is we can all smell phony a mile off. Yeah. Uh, maybe not the first time or two, but after that, we really do. So, you know, for heaven's sakes, be impressed by what you truly are impressed by. Mm-hmm. If you are not impressed by the way your honey uh, does their yoga, then for God's sake, don't say anything. Yeah. But if you are then verbalize it. And I will say, um, even if you're not, let's just say you're not impressed by their yoga. If you're not Mm -hmm. impressed by their yoga, you might be impressed by their effort to get better at yoga. True. Their persistence. And that, see, that's a legitimate. Mm -hmm. I I was just going to say, like, just knowing and recognizing, like, you know what? I know you're not going to be the most flexible uh, person who does yoga, but damn, if you don't get up every morning and do it, that's impressive. Right. It is. And so two things. It is genuine because that is the part of the yoga that you do. You are impressed by, which mm-hmm. is your spouse's willingness to get up and do it, put the mm-hmm. effort in that it takes. 
and the second part that you took the time and more the time, it's like the mental space to go deeper, acknowledge and express. That's really great. Mm-hmm. Um, one Before we go to the second one, I do have a question mm-hmm. for you. Um, yes. I, so just to full disclosure here, Noelle sends me a lot of these notes on what we're going to discuss. And so in the notes that you mentioned that the consequence literally drains off the happiness. Are yes. we talking about those literal feel good chemicals that start to dissipate over time? Is that what that means? Well, certainly when you are, receiving less love, and this is a form of love, mm-hmm. your chemical imbalance, if you will, will kick in. In other words, you won't be getting the same nourishment, if you will, because the brain is the part that tells the uh, the glands, etc., what to release. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, if you're, if you're not receiving, if you will, that mental and emotional nourishment, Absolutely, it's going to reflect physically, and that then that does drain off the happiness. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So then let's let's move on to number two. What's the what's the second thing that can drain off the happiness? The second one is astonishingly obvious when I say it, but it's something that we often do without meaning to or realizing we're doing it, and that is to be controlling the other person. So said flat out like that, it's like, well, duh. Yeah. But you see, we're not that obvious about it. What it'll be is you'll say, oh, you know, I really wish you would you would straighten out the, the, the linen closet. I mean, that thing's a mess. I, I, I really don't like it when you put towels away folded, I don't know, thrice instead of twice, whatever your particular thing is. Mm-hmm. And you think you're just stating a preference. But what you're really doing is you're attempting, usually unsuccessfully, to control your spouse's behavior. In this case, the rearranging of the linen closet. Mm -hmm. It's when you tell or instruct a person what to do that you're controlling, as opposed to having a conversation. Mm, I want to be really, really clear about this because it's one thing to say, you know, honey, I got this neatness thing. And and it's it used to drive my mother crazy. It drove my brothers and sisters crazy. Sometimes it drives me crazy. But I wonder if we could talk about it because there's some things that I, I would I would like to see if we can factor into our lives. Mm-hmm. That's a conversation. It may not be the most sophisticated conversation <laughs> sure. on the yeah. planet, but it's part of the daily do of life as opposed to instructing your spouse, which, you know, don't put the dishes in that way. Put them in this other way. Well, this is, I mean, and we I'm, don't even know what we're doing. I, I was just going to add that uh, the example that you give about how to fold the towels, by the way, it's a threefold is the proper way to do it, just in case anybody's wondering. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Love it. <laughs> the, the, the way to fold the towels, like this is the stuff that most couples will have arguments or disagreements about. It you know Correct. there are very few major major things that people like blow up over. Yes, it do, that does happen, but for the majority of people, it's these little things that chip away, chip away, chip away. And so I'm glad that you brought up this little minutia because this is like yeah. this is the 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 dirt that people have to like dig through in their relationship. Yeah, 
And it, it, it's the stuff of our lives. It's the everyday, ongoing stuff of our lives. Like you said, when it comes to the biggies, to, you know, cheating, busting the budget on purpose, mm-hmm. drinking, those sorts of things, there's, there are mountains of help, much of which is on Hitched Mag. Yeah. And we have many ways to address these situations. And uh, those resources are very available. But when it comes to the literally the dirt that you said. It's the stuff we sweep under the rug yeah, yeah. of marriage that that we don't get that much obvious help with, especially when we don't realize that that's what we're doing. You don't think about it when you say, oh, for heaven's sakes, don't put the glasses next to the cups. You don't realize you're controlling. Mm-hmm. You just think you're informing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and there and, are, you know, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, and there are a lot of podcasts that we've done in the past and a lot of articles and things about how to appropriately uh, communicate uh, what you're trying to get across so that you're not putting them on the defensive and attacking them and all that other stuff. So we don't have to get into those details right here. No, we do not. And the other thing is that this is not to say that you can't have preferences. What it is to say is, as we've addressed in many other podcasts, is it's a matter for a conversation, not an order. Mm. And often what happens is we get very used to either from the workplace or from being uh, raising our children, we get used to giving orders. We couch them as something else, but frankly, we do. We, we kind of knee jerk into that. Do this. Don't do that. Do this. Don't do that. Do this. Don't do that. We take that home to our spouse. And I'm sorry, that's very off putting. Yeah. It does drain the happiness. Yeah. That's a great point. Um, mm. Okay. So then let's move on to number three. What is the third thing that is a common way to drain the happiness from your marriage? You know, one of the beautiful things about marriage is it is a safe place for both spouses. And that obviously we're talking about your, your, your good marriage. It's your perfect marriage. There's no such thing. But a good marriage is truly a safe place where you can be yourself. You can be vulnerable. You can be scared and yet be comforted. You can obviously do the reverse. You can comfort and so forth. But it is a safe place. And one of the things, and by the way, that is one of the sources of happiness. Safety and security are foundational to happiness. All right. But one of the things that happens when you feel so safe is that there is a tendency to use that safe place, to wit, that safe person, your spouse, as the one to whom you vent and kvetch and vent and kvetch and rant and all the other stuff about Stuff going outside, mm-hmm. you know, in your workplace, in politics, with your friends, with your colleagues, your family, whatever. But you do your venting and your kvetching because it's safe to do it on your spouse who is not going to leave you just because you're sitting around venting. Mm-hmm. But that is a, a big load, if you will, of negativity mm. that you are spewing all over your environment, including your spouse. And that is is depressing, frankly. And I mean depressing in, in the literal sense of it weighs you down. So you feel better. You've vented, you've kvetched, you've ranted, you've done whatever your shtick is on that subject. And now your spouse is doing what? Carrying around this heavy blanket of everything you just vented. Mm-hmm. And the other thing about that is 
uh, it'll it could get to the point where they're like, oh, great, they're going to come home and then they're going to bitch and complain about whatever happened at the office today. And to your point, it just starts weighing you down where I don't want them to come home because that means I'm just going to hear all this negative stuff. And Correct. I'm just I'm not in the mood today. I know it was a rough day again. Right. Like just I don't want to hear it. And so you're right. It, you, right. You want I, I would hope you want to be excited when your spouse comes home. Like, yeah, I get a, I get to see them again. Not, uh, crap. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And the other thing that happens and people don't realize that this is a, 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 a natural consequence is the spouse that's being vented upon will tune the other one out. Mm. So then over time, what happens is the, you're not listening to me. You never listen to me. Why don't you listen to me? Because when you tune someone out, unfortunately, you tend to tune everything out. Yeah. The good, the bad, the ugly. So it's, again, these are, I, I, I used these particular um, behaviors, Steve, because they're not conscious and they're not willful. Yeah. You're not thinking, oh, I want to make my spouse unhappy, so I'll be negative. Not at all. This is just part of a pattern that you have or you've developed because you know what? It feels so safe. Where's the one place that I can speak about how I hate my mother and she's just on me all the time and she's so needy and uh Well, you know it's interesting. I mean? Yeah, it, it, it's interesting that this I, I like I really like this one because this is something where you would think this is part of what ha- what what goes on in a good marriage. Where you can go, like, and it is to a point yeah. where you get to go to your spouse and you can tell them all the things, and mm-hmm. your spouse will listen to all the things. But I love the point of if that's all your spouse is hearing, know that it's going to start wearing them down. Uh, so yeah. I wanted to ask you about this. Is this one of those things where, yes, we, this is one of the benefits of a strong and happy, healthy marriage is that you can tell your spouse about all the negative things that happened. Um, Mm -hmm. There's obviously a balance to this. Is this one of those like five to one things that we have talked about in the past where, you know, try to try to balance it out with five good, positive things that happened. And, you know, oh, yeah, by the way, so and so is acting like a jerk again today. Absolutely, you can do that. Another suggestion and a real easy one to do is if you notice that you are kvetching or venting about the same stuff over and over and over, Mm -hmm. then either get a journal (laughs) and start venting in there Mm -hmm. so that you're not, you know, repeating yourself endlessly to your poor spouse or recognize there's a problem and you need to address it apart from your spouse. Mm, In other words, if you're always coming home with, I hate my... My boss or whoever it is, and, you know, there's the litany is familiar. It's because of X, Y, and Z. Then, for heaven's sakes, <laughs> either stew in your journal where, you know, you start, you'll start to realize yourself that you're just endlessly repeating or fix it. Get another job. Yeah. Um, work hard and get promoted so you're out of that boss's way. Um, if it's the kind of boss you can talk to, which probably isn't if they're that bad, sit down and have a, have a talk. In other words – you're not powerless Awareness in the situation. Awareness is really yeah. the key. Yeah. 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 No, I think that's a great point too because at a certain point you do have to look yourself in the mirror and think like, you know, I've been complaining about the same stuff for quite a while. Maybe a, a solid conversation with that person or the right. environment needs to shift or, what you know, whatever. So I, that's a great point. 
In the uh, meantime, starting with what you suggested, which is Dr. Gottman's yeah. wonderful insight, the five to one mm-hmm. is absolutely a great place to start is do a little check on yourself and to say five positive things to the one event that you're going to do, because then you're, you're in good, good shape. And your spouse is, is they love you and they're strong and they can withstand some venting. That's not a problem. If anything, they're happy to hear it in the sense that they want to know what's bugging you. They yeah. just don't want to know it endlessly and every day. Yeah. I, uh, you know, one of the things that I, I feel like I'm preaching more and more uh, lately is put out the obvious in, in, in that we, we try to like keep all this stuff bottled up and we try to just assume our spouse is going to know what's going on with us. Um, mm-hmm. As we're going through these things, I'm thinking there's no reason that you can't tell your spouse, oh, by the way, I listened to this podcast and it says, uh, you know, the, the, the people on there said, uh, don't go home and vent to your spouse every day. So by the way, I know that I go home and vent every day. If you find this is bothering you, would you let me know? Cause I'm not trying to intentionally do that. I'm trying to shift this. Beautiful. And, and perfect. I, yeah. And I just think that like a lot of people will listen to this and then they will go home and try to implement it. In the meantime, their spouse is completely in the dark, right? Like they don't know that they listened right. to this and heard this advice. And so I think if right. you just go and tell your spouse, oh, I listened to this great podcast and they had this like really good advice. And, and I realized that it spoke to me and I'm going to try to make this change. So if you find that I'm overly burdening you with the, the, conver- the negative conversation, just let me know. Let me know. Mm-hmm. And I don't mm-hmm. think a lot of people do that. No, and I think that's wonderful. That's part of telling the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. In other words, being upfront with every piece of it and well, always making it more of a conversation, which is what you just did. Yeah, and I think the other thing about that, that it, it alleviates some of the pressure of trying to execute because it, your spouse can tell you, oh, you're being overly negative again today. And you don't take sure. offense to it as much because you have – told them what your goals are. Right. So now it's not, you're not in this fight of like, well, I can't come to you and tell you how my day was now because you've already had the conversation of, I want you to help me not be as negative when I get home. So there's that. Very good. Very good pointer. Yes. Um, okay. So, uh, let's go to the fourth and final point here, which is, uh, what's the, what's the last one that drains the happiness out of a marriage? Well, the last one is a a 21st century phenomenon. <laughs> you I, I, you I must smell, know where I'm going. I smell smartphones. Yes, yeah, smartphones and, and social media and the whole yep. is one thing that will drain the happiness out of your marriage faster than just about anything is to compare your lives, meaning your, your marriage, mm. your relationship, to the lives as of people as portrayed on social media. Mm-hmm. You know... We don't tend to put up our our well, some people do, but most of us yeah. don't tend to put up our fights on social media. We put up our happy smiling faces at all the birthday parties and the family get togethers and all that stuff. And of course, going old school here, comparing your marriage to that of the neighbors, your family, her family, his family, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, your friends, that's not so swift either. Mm-hmm. Every marriage is unique, absolutely unique. And you, you want to respect your marriage as its own beast. 
it's its own entity mm-hmm. and not sit around and compare it to, oh my God, look at what they're doing. And they bought a this and they're going there and look at their, how happy they are. We weren't that happy there, mm-hmm. et cetera. Yeah. No, I, the social, it's funny because you, I mean, you just nailed it out of the park with all the stuff about social media, just in general about and people don't post their negative things, right? No, they don't. It's just, I, so I'm not a big Snapchat fan, but I do think one of the things that Snapchat does is it gives a little bit more fuller picture because the ephemeral mm-hmm. nature of Snapchat, um, in that, the message, like what people post does get into the minutia a little bit more because it's just going to disappear mm. in 24 hours. Right. And mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. not that you, again, uh, I have yet to see a snap of people fighting and like they pull out their smartphone and they start Snapchatting, it, <laughs> you know, so that doesn't no. happen, but you do get to see like, Oh, I'm on vacation and my flight was delayed for a third time. Right. right? So you do get that kind of stuff. Um, but it, but still, it's like comparing their life with their, their, you know, uh, my flight's delayed for the third time or whatever thing isn't exactly what's going to perk up your marriage. No. Well, the other thing about that is so, so then you're sitting there at your desk at work thinking like, oh, so you're on vacation and complaining about your flight, (laughs) (laughs) right? That's a good point. So there's that part of it too, but it is, it's one of these things where, I, I still have yet to crack the nut on this, Noel, about how is it that parents, particularly first time parents, um, but parents in general, don't seem to have much of a problem talking with other parents about raising kids. You know, so Johnny got into the thing today and he's acting up and he's right. all fussy and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know. And I think part of it is like the kids can't communicate to them. They can't tell them what's wrong. We somehow make the mistake to think that our husband or wives know how to properly communicate what's wrong. But we don't ask for the help. We don't we don't have those conversations with other married couples the same way that people have those conversations with other parents. Like, how did you handle this? What did you do? Uh, right. And, and I realize that there's like a vulnerability to it, but there's just sure. something about the fact that it parent people are not expected to know how to be parents, particularly the first time parents. It's just like, oh, well, how the hell could you possibly know? It? It's so hard. It's, you know, all that stuff that goes into it. Right. But we don't have that same level of acceptance of, well, of course, you're going to know how to live with this person for the next 55 years, right? Like, it's just, right. it just makes no sense. But that's where yeah. we are. And so if anybody True. out there has ideas on how we can crack this nut so people can have open, honest conversations um, with other couples without being judgmental and stuff, I'm all for it. Um, but that's partly why we do the podcast and the website, because people can just go online or they can just subscribe to the podcast and listen to it. And, uh, and, you know, get their information that way. But it's just I'm trying to destigmatize the fact that there is no such thing as the perfect marriage or relationship and everybody has issues and talking about it is well, not a, a, a black mark on your relationship at all. Right. Well, that's that's where, you know, unfortunately, the, the portrayal on most, at least, of social media of marriages is harmful because it just reinforces that belief that you should already know how to do it. Look, all these other people are doing fine. Yeah. 
It's funny. Can too. I give you a little science? Ah, oh, you know how much I love science. I know you love science, and so do I. So there was a study conducted by the Happiness Research Institute. There actually is a Happiness Research yeah. Institute, and it's a fa- it was a Facebook experiment. So. Half of the study's participants used Facebook the way they normally do. They weren't told how to do it or not to do it. They just used it. Mm-hmm. And then the other half of the participants stayed off Facebook Facebook for one week, just one week. Mm-hmm. But at the end of that week, the participants who stayed off Facebook reported a much higher level of satisfaction with their lives and lower levels of sadness and loneliness, interestingly enough. Interesting. They were likely, uh-huh. And the people on Facebook were 55% more likely to feel stress as a result of being on Facebook. I, uh, I believe that. Yeah. And it's all about that comparison thing. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not, there's nothing wrong with Facebook. Facebook is wonderful. It's a, it's a, it's a communicative device like, like many others. Mm-hmm. The problem is when you start looking at this other couple's life and you go, mine sucks. It's well. It I, it's just such a fascinating phenomenon that that we live in this time and place with all this stuff. Because you're right, um, but like many things, it's who you are when you come into that environment, right? Mm-hmm. So you can go into the fires of whatever, and if you're prepared for it, you can handle mm-hmm. it. But if you Absolutely. have just that tinge of not unhappiness with yourself or with your life or dissatisfaction, you can find so many things to make you feel worse when you go online. Yep. Right. Yep. And it's just, yep. And this also gets into, you know, a lot of people are, I just hear a lot of back and forth about the forcing of diversity, the forcing of gender equality within the tech community type stuff. And part Mm -hmm. of it, is necessary because I mean, there's, there's a a lot of reasons why it's necessary, I think. Um, but one of the reasons is the fact that there is social engineering going on period, end of story. It's undeniable because there are algorithms that all these, all these big tech companies use that will populate your feed of information with what they deem is most important or what they deem is most important for them as a company, not necessarily for you as a person. And there have been calls for um, when it comes to like politics where people, they can, you know, people think they can sway elections by the information that gets fed the same way that a news organization can sway the perception of a candidate by the information that is fed or not fed for that Mm -hmm. matter. So I know I'm going off on a tangent here, but I just wanted to point out that we live in this like crazy time um, and you just have to know that all of this stuff is it's somebody else pushing a perspective on you. Even if you are picking and choosing your friends, you still don't pick and choose what messages and posts show up in front of your face every day. Somebody like a computer algorithm is doing that. Um, right. So. And and to your point, though, uh, getting full circle here, Facebook and those other companies know that people don't like to see negative stuff. They want to see happy things that they click on because Facebook and all those other people, uh, they thrive on engagement. 
And if somebody says like, my, my dog died, you're not going to click like, right? So what right. you're going to, what they're going to show you is something that's more positive. Like, oh, look at my new car. Oh, like, congratulations. And so know that you're being fed this more positive information, which is a skewed perspective on an individual's life. Right. Not, not to say that people don't post the positive things <laughs> more frequently than the negative things. So I just wanted to make that point in a roundabout sure. way. <laughs> um, was there anything else that you wanted to add? Nope. Just okay. to be aware, be aware, be awake in your marriage, just like you want to be in all the other parts of your life. And, and then you'll, you'll have this stuff nailed. Yeah. Um, before we go, I just want to reiterate the, the four things. So be, be on the lookout people for these things to drain slowly, uh, in the background unconsciously, even if you are in a happy, healthy relationship, just be aware of these things and it'll go a long way. So number one, uh, your failure to be impressed by your spouse. Number two, uh, controlling your other spouse. Again, this can be very unintentional. Number three, only venting to your spouse. So try to keep a balance there. And number four, comparing yourself to others. And in particular, uh, with what you see on social media and online in general. So, and, but you know, there's always the old school of, uh, neighbor, neighbor envy. So watch out for that one as well. Um, so yeah, I think that's a good wrap. So thank you so much, Noel. Thank you, Steve. Uh, before we go, I want to remind you that you have been listening to Dr. Noelle Nelson, who is a relationship expert, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, is the author of many, many best-selling books, and they are fantastic and they're best-selling for a reason. Uh, her most recent relationship books are Your Man is Wonderful and Dangerous Relationships. Her most recent book is Happy, Healthy, Dead. You can find links to all of her books on her website, noelnelson.com. And uh, as I mentioned at the top, she has a really cool group called Meet the Amazings. It's on Facebook, so facebook.com slash Meet the Amazings. Uh, subscribe. If you, we were just talking about all these things um, <laughs> on social media, uh, Noelle, uh, we, we love social media. It's got a lot of really great positive things. And one of my favorite things, and honest to God, one of my favorite things is seeing the Amazings that pop up in my newsfeed, which are people... 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 plus years old doing really amazing things and essentially living life to the fullest. And this gets into her book, Happy, Healthy, Dead. So living it all the way up to the very end. And so we're talking about people who are running marathons and sprinting and, and taking up new things and graduating college and all these like really cool, inspiring things that people can do. And age ain't nothing but a number, people. I love it. So check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. Um, and oh, I should probably plug Hitched. So uh, if you like, like this <laughs> podcast, you like the content, uh, you can get more of it at our website, hitchedmag.com. Um, I recommend subscribing to our newsletter. It goes out weekly on Monday nights. And uh, it is a roundup of our best stuff of the week, including uh, a little nod to the podcast that goes out each week. So if you want to stay up to date on what the podcast is, uh, you can get all that and our articles on the, in our newsletter. So check that out as well. Uh, so one last time. Thank you so much, Noel. Thank you, Steve. All right. That's going to do it. Take care, everybody. The world is ours tonight.